Welcome to Red, White, and Confused. I'm your host, Heather Evans. So last week, as you may know, um, flash flooding hit um, part of southwestern Virginia in Buchanan County. And specifically, um, there's a section of Buchanan County that was hit the hardest. It's located in Whitewood, Virginia. Now, it has been approximately a week since the floodwaters have receded. And so today, I traveled over to Whitewood to see if there were some people who might like to talk with me about the situation in Whitewood, the response um, from neighbors and community members in, in Whitewood, and also the government response in Whitewood. Um, if you've never gone over to Whitewood, first of all, it is a beautiful, beautiful drive. But as you get closer to uh, the area now that there has been this flash flooding, you'll notice that parts of the road have washed away and they are currently in the rebuilding process of that. Um, there are a lot of teams there who are dealing with uh, debris, even just getting over the mountain uh, into that area. And as you start down into Whitewood, as soon as you get down, and this is one week after, things have not dried up. Um, there is still significant water, significant runoff. Um, there are places where you, you drive through water that's still um, on the roads because water is still draining off of the mountains. Um, today, I will note that a report was released about this you know, Southwest Virginia, especially Buchanan County, why is it that it continues to flood? Uh, you may remember that last year we also had an incident in Hurley where lots of people's homes were also destroyed. So what is it about Buchanan County or really what is it about Southwest Virginia that, that is causing kind of this, what is it that's leading to this? And the report today that was released um, discusses how um, there's really, given the amount of flooding or the amount of, I guess you could say, the amount of rain that um, the these areas, when they're hit with flash flooding like that, there is a lot of uh, runoff into the, the valleys and the streams. And the infrastructure is not, it, it is easily and quickly overtaken when this happens. So if you have a lot of rainfall in a very short period of time, it, the rain ends up, you know, coming off of the mountains into the streams and the streams just generally like get higher and higher and higher. And where, where is the water going to go? It's going to go to the streams. And that's what, that's what you see in Whitewood. And so there were, a, there is a lot of damage there. Now, there's still, again, there's still sections of the road where there are road crews out, you know, working on letting people pass and getting people in and out and so forth. Um, there's a lot of cleanup uh, to do in Whitewood. And so today on the show, um, first, I interviewed a group of people who were working at one of the local churches in the area. Um, uh, so you're going to hear their interview first. Today I'm out here in Whitewood looking at uh, the damage from the storms from last week and I'm standing in front of Baptist Bible Church with a group of people. For, so first of all, I'd love for y'all to introduce yourself. So what, what is your name? Sir? Arnold Vance. Arnold Vance. And where are you from? From Pineville, West Virginia. Nice to meet McDowell, you. Yeah. Nice to meet you. And what is your name? Bob Blevins. Bob Blevins. And mm -hmm. where are you from? I'm from Painesville. Painesville. Mm -hmm. And your name? 
Cornish King. I'm from Hill Creek down the road here, about two, about two or three miles. All right. And your name is? Jim Edwards. And yes, I live about three miles down in the Hill Creek area too. And this, uh, uh, this has been my, I've lived here all my life. This, this has been my home community. Yeah. Now, we're standing here next to the highway outside the church, and I know y'all have been doing a lot of cleanup here over the, the last few days, actually over the last week. Um, were any of you in this specific area when the storm hit? No. You were not? You were not? Were, were both of you? No, I was at home. Not you right were at home? Area, but about three miles down the road, and it was uh, both to live higher up, but you could see the water rising, but we wasn't in the immediate uh, zone. Do any of you have family members oh, that yeah. have... Can you tell me a little bit, like, where where are they located? Uh, Hill Creek, my wife, Peggy. Uh-huh. And my two kids, they, they come over often, but they're, they're living out of town. Okay. And any of you know anyone who's been displaced? They're not in their homes right now because their homes were destroyed? I don't know them by name and everything, but down Pilgrim's Library there, it's been quite a few of them. I'm talking about maybe 10 or 12, and one lady named Patty Mullins, Mm-hmm. She was up in a tree, survived the flood overnight with her old big dog. Really? And that dog is a celebrity now because they're taking care of him. And uh, so. In a tree? The, yeah, the dog got loose from her. Yeah. You know, couldn't swim no more, had right. to go. She had turned it loose on the leash, and it had its toy in its mouth. And she said the last time she seen it, it was going down the current. And she stayed in that tree. Then two days later, I got a phone call down my home in Hill Creek that somebody had spotted her dog, I believe. And so I got a hold of Pat. She was staying with me. I took her down to my house, me and my wife, Peggy. And so we kept her until she, we went back and got her dog and she was tickled to death. And so, and some kin people of hers give her a, a place to stay down in the, like you're going up to the southern gap mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so she, she moved out down there yesterday and she works at uh, Buck General Hospital and so took her dog to the vet for or she went with us and they took care of that dog give it flea medicine and everything else and no charge at all I mean, it is on TV and everything. Else. <laughs> wow. And I thank you very much for talking to us. We're taking care of this church, trying to clean it up. It's yeah. Muddy, it? So, for those who are listening in, there's coal trucks going past right now. So, give me just a minute. So, now all of you have connections. Oh, yeah. All of you have connections to this church in some yes, way, yes, shape, or, form, or fashion. Yes. Yeah. And this, to give you another impact, there was two major floods in 57 and 77, and they were babies compared to what this one was. You can see that building is on the 500-year floodplain, and it was up to some past the bottom of those windows is the depth of the water. Yeah, I see and, that and, line. And everybody... Well, everybody from Jewel Valley to the mouth of Dismal that even remotely was affected by the flood and totally uh, the homes uh, destroyed, people hanging in rafters in their house. And it's uh, it's been uh, 
and like this church, it's been here for many, many years, and uh, probably started. I can't remember the exact date now, but uh, but uh, it it's totally destroyed everything. Uh, and this one can be cleaned out. The other one probably be a lot. Yeah. Now, how has the response been from the community? Have you well, had a lot of supplies? Well, supplies has been no problem, but uh, help to go with the supplies. It's, since this is an older congregation, and uh, and, and a lot of them, uh, you know, uh, worked in the mines or something similar, and uh, and so uh, you know we're healthy enough to get out and, and and do a little, but and we'll and we'll work at it. But it'd be nice if you could have some volunteers with the uh, wheelbar shovels and the washing and. Uh, but and after that, we take care of it easy. <laughs> now, have you guys heard anything from like the government? Has there been any kind of like has any no, politicians we, we, we come by? We have applied, but no, nothing. The FEMA, I think, come by and took pictures, but that was all. Oh, they give us food and anything we need. You know, you have designated places where you're going to pick it up at. You know, yeah. They've been real help, helpful and stuff like that. And over there is a fellow you need to interview a little bit. He's a member of this church, too. Electrician yeah. today. Yeah, you talked to him there. For, for a minute, yes. Oh, okay. So I'll have to go over there and say hello to him as well. Yeah. And get Brother Bob on there good. Oh, yeah. So so tell me about the response. Have you seen, I mean, I, I'm hearing that, like, you guys, you need help. You need people. Um, how has the response been from the community in general? Are there a lot of people showing up right now or not so many? No, uh, I think uh, we've had uh, we've had a lot of calls. This is the first day we had a work day here. Okay. We, we did not. We hadn't come in. We were trying to. Like uh, Arnold is a deacon in the church, and uh, he also is. Uh, since they don't have a pastor, he leads the church. He's the, the leader of this church, and he's the one been contact. He's been contacted by several people that said they may want to come like Thursday or Friday coming up, and some said Saturday, which will be great because um, when we, we got here, the first, we, just, we just started taking the mud out. The mud in this building now, this mud is most of places about three inches deep. Gosh. And, uh, and it's, it's all wet, it hadn't started to dry. So, how deep did you say the mud is? Yes, and you can see the, the watermark on this building. You see the dark spot. Nine, the water was up to nine blocks, yeah. which is about eight foot. And if you were inside, it's real easy to see the mark. So, what we've been doing, we've been carrying out tables and chairs and, uh, and just dipping up the mud, banging it out in wheelbarrows, and they're just pouring it over the bank we don't want to put it out there because we have to walk in it right and would just be another mess to, to, to get but they these guys have had help uh, offers mm-hmm. and um, we, we anticipate when they come with the work day Saturday we think that they'll have uh, quite a bit of help this church has been a, a landmark for this community up and down this river for a number of years and people that even don't live around here like my son called from uh, Middletown, Ohio 
and he had seen on NBC, he had seen what the report was. So they had people there praying for the 40, they were 44 people. Who were missing. Missing. Right. And the, it, about the second day, they were down to 20. Mm-hmm. And But people like him, uh, far and near, were, were praying, and uh, some were asking for address of the church. Right. And with we felt like that was an intention of sharing uh, with finances because there is a possibility from what we understand that FEMA may not be a help to the church because, you know, there is always a problem that you can't have government and churches, but they'll, they will survive. They're strong, and they, they will make it. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So you're the deacon. Right. Um, in terms of government, kind of connection to the church, have you had much contact with really anyone in government no. at this point? No. You haven't? No, the people that come to take pictures or whatever, I talk with them and give them my number and things. And and they'll uh, notify us, I guess, whenever they get things going to where we can uh, work with them. Yeah. Now, um, so the show that I do for WEHC is political in nature. I talk about things involving government. So if... Is there anything you'd like to say to people in government about your situation here with the church or about the situation in Whitewood in general? Well, you know, anybody can see that they need help. If there's anybody that would want to volunteer or whatever, just notify us. We can give you a number and uh, just come and help. So So come with a wheelbarrow. Yes. And plenty of the biggest, this this building is probably going to become the main church for this for this church. It hadn't been decided yet, but uh, some of the leaders of the church that are acquainted with what the damage in was their, their regular uh, chapel, their church house, and fellowship hall, it, it was in the basement with a huge, beautiful kitchen and Sunday school rooms all around. But they are fairly sure right now that that building will have to be demolished. And this building will become the worship center yeah. and replace they, they had a huge kitchen and this one is all will have to be replaced too so as you just heard uh, with the interview that I did in front of the church what the people in Whitewood need right now is help um, they need help in terms of just manpower uh, people coming to help get them, dig them out of the muck that they're, that they're facing. Um, people to come over with wheelbarrows and shovels and just, just to help. Um, when I was there, I, back before moving back into this area, I was actually in Houston during Hurricane Harvey. And what would looks like what happened in Harvey? Um, actually, honestly, it, a little worse in the sense of the mud, uh, the amount of mud that is um, in people's homes and uh, other places right now. Just a lot of damage, and it's going to take a long time to, um, to get them back where they were. At the school at Twin Valley, they are, there are a lot of organizations that have come in to help with assistance for people who have been displaced by the flood or just really just need help uh, with supplies and things like that. And, um, and 
that that's fantastic. Um, I think that that any kind of um, help that anyone can give to that area is much needed and is very much appreciated. As I drove through that area, I thought what's really needed is just, you know, (laughs) good uh, old-fashioned manpower in the sense of, or woman power, right? Like, good old-fashioned, like, roll up your sleeves, like, we're going to dig, we're going to dig out. And the community is doing that there at this point, and I think that they would appreciate anyone who could come over there and take a few hours and just help them out uh, with, with getting things back to the way that it was. Um, there, there is a disaster fund phone number that you can call to give to those in Buchanan County who are suffering from uh, the effects of this flood, the, um, the phone number. It's actually one that you can text to. You can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 276-200-2440 to donate. Uh, but honestly, if you wanted to come over there with your wheelbarrow and your shovel and spend a little time, I think that the, the residents there would, would really appreciate it. Um, there, it's going to take a while. And while I was there, I saw um, representatives from the government um, walking around to assess the damage. And I know that the, um, the governor was there late last week on Friday. I also know that two of the uh, congressional candidates, so Morgan Griffith, uh, Representative Morgan Griffith, as well as his challenger, uh, Tasha Devon, uh, visited the area on Saturday. Um, I know that in Griffith's latest memo that he sent out to all of his constituents, he mentioned that he is working with everyone in the state of Virginia to secure some funding to help those who've been affected. So I'm hopeful that that funding will come through for everyone. But if you just have the time, if you have the time on any day, honestly, over the next two weeks, three weeks, they need, they need help. Um, if, you, if you feel led to go over there and just roll up your sleeves and help, help dig out some, uh, some muddy areas and just help with cleanup, it would be much appreciated. I mean, I saw homes that were completely off their foundations. I saw cars that were upside down. I saw massive trees just laying in the in the river, like on a, on their side. There's just there's there's roads that are washed out. There's bridges that are washed out. Um, it, and if you have anything that you'd like to donate, water, uh, cleaning supplies, any of those things, it would be it would be much appreciated. Um, and so I just wanted to let Buchanan County know that we're thinking about you uh, in Whitewood, and um, and we I'm I'm hopeful that some people will hear this show. And then come over and uh, and help out in the relief efforts. Thanks for listening, everyone. And again, this is Red, White, and Confused on 90.7 WEHC.